Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. The Messiah, the guru, has come down from the mountain. He has brought his tablets, and he is prophesizing what is to come. I am speaking, of course, of the one, the only, Ken McElroy, um, who, if you don't know who that is, I can't say. You you wrote a good book on on real estate investing. He's been involved with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's kind of an OG in the whole real estate ecosphere. He he wrote a book that is your favorite book on the topic, or the one that you recommend to... It was before... before This one? It fell over. Yeah, passive investing made made simple. That one fell over. Uh, Ken McElroy, <laughs> he, he's he's an OG, has really great thoughts. So he's in my mind one of the original gurus of um, real estate education. And I don't say guru derogatorily. I I think he actually is one of the good guys. Yeah, I got um, a nicky taste in my mouth when you said it. I don't like the word totally guru. Guru um, is a dirty word, but in this case, he's I think he kind of is. He's a smart guy. He has really good insights. He has a massive portfolio. He's been doing this for decades through multiple market cycles. So when he speaks, it's worth listening to. Mm-hmm. So what he said, uh, he, he came to us and he said to us, to us, he came to us and he said, here are the top five pressing issues of 2024. And when I say he came to us, I meant he made a YouTube video for us and that sent it to us that um, <laughs> somehow landed on the, the homepage of Reed's YouTube. Anyway, here's the top five pressing issues as seen by Ken McElroy for 2024. Number one is cost of debt. Are these in order, Reed? Is no this, particular order. Are you... Are, what did he say? He has oh, a particular order. So, so this issue is, number one is the biggest issue? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So cost of debt is issue number one. What do you think about that? Do you think I, that's going to be a big one? Uh, these were top. So this is looking forward to next year. What are yep. going to be the top pressing issues? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I wouldn't say this. Interesting. It's a big one. I think number four when we get there is probably. I think I, well, I think what's interesting is cost of debt is going to be a pressing issue, but I don't think it's going to be more of a pressing issue than it is currently. I don't think it's going to get worse as an issue. Yeah. I so, think this thing further down the list probably is but, the one that's going to get but worse. But it will, it will remain an issue through next year. And having to do the calculation of like, okay, how much is my debt here? Can I justify these deals? But it's not going to get, I don't think it's going to get worse. How about number two? Issue number two is unemployment. Do you think that is an issue... For 2024. Mm, it probably will be. Probably because of number one. A lot of companies mm. that uh, have have debt and, they're, and they don't get those, you know, juicy rates. Like, you know, if you look at the cost of debt of the, you know, big companies, you know, they're, they're still getting some pretty cheap capital. Or they got a lot of cheap capital on longer terms. If you look at like the companies in the Russell, like small cap companies, yeah. their cost of debt is like where ours is right now. And those companies are going to have a hard time uh, cutting costs uh, outside of headcount. So I think there's going to be a decent amount of layoffs as a result of that. Oh, so you said, okay. So unemployment is an interesting one. I think I was reading some data recently that the the rate of inflation on wages is one of the, the, the fastest slowing 
So that oh, yes, one, it's fantastic. That one's actually hitting yeah. good. And, and that was the one like, the Fed was most most concerned about. Yeah, and, but what's interesting here is the current in unemployment rate is 3.7. Ken thinks it's going to jump up to 4.4. That's still pretty damn low in the grand scheme of things. So I'm not seeing anything there that makes me think if that is where it caps at. I'm not thinking that's end of the world. But maybe. If, if you're the guy getting fired, it's a pretty pressing, pressing issue, I'd say. Yeah, that's but that's sucks for them for sure. But this isn't like 10, 12% unemployment. This isn't like when's the last time we saw that? 08? Yeah, it's been a bit. And so that's what I think of like really problematic levels of unemployment. I don't know. Yeah. And number three, he says renter nation. Massive shift in population of home ownership to renters causes affordability problems for renters. At the same time, developers have pulled back due to inflation. I do think developers have pulled back due to inflation. That's a big one. Um, getting deals done, not just inflation, but like the cost of debt. I think that is the the big driver because I know I just went for a walk with a big developer here in the Twin Cities and he's sweating bullets because of his floaters. And I think... You mean those little things in your eye that you see? Those little floaters in the eyes. Yeah, yeah his, floating, his floating rate debt is like causing him to lose sleep at night because... And he's not taking on new projects because of it. So, yeah, I think new development is going to slow. Is this going to ca- cause an affordability problem for renters? I mean, not in our market because our market is, is, is lagging so far behind affordability that I don't think that's going to be an issue. But as a nation, maybe. Yeah, I'd imagine Ken's probably looking at, at national data. Um, I mean, I got to say as a property owner, I do like, the whole renter nation thing. I like I, but I think renters. there's also an affordability problem to be said about homeownership, right? Because yeah, people can't afford the cost. The of, yeah. The cost of the home is like so much more that they can't afford it. So they're moving to renting. And again, this is just a strong argument for multifamily. This is a problem, but yeah, it's for, a pressing issue for the guy trying to buy a house. But for us who owns apartments and want renters, I, I see it as a something I'm not going to complain about necessarily. Totally. Come on over. It's great for us. Okay, issue number four, debt maturities. And this is this is potentially the one that could sink all the ships. That's, so. Yeah, that's, I'd say, the most pressing issue from, like, our perspective. If you are an investor, an owner yourself, uh, for people in the industry, I feel like this is the most pressing issue for a lot of people. Some are already experiencing it, and I think in 2024, you know, if you got three-year debt back in 21, which a lot of people did, and a lot of deals in 2021... Yep. Um, you know, those, there's a lot of three to five year, uh, deals that were originated between 2019, 2020 and 2021. So 24 and 25, that period is going to have a lot of stuff. When that, when that rolling. three and a half interest rate suddenly becomes a seven, it's going to be interesting. You know, yeah. I, I think that one is going to create a, uh, a shopping opportunity for a lot of uh, investors. It's going to create a lot of trauma. It's gonna be interesting to see how that one plays out. I'm not going to make any predictions, but my guess is it's not going to be pretty. Issue number five, cap rates. What about them? Well, cap rates are softening. Yeah. 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 I'm <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so here's, here's, here's the way I've always looked at this, is like when interest rates are low, then you're going to be probably paying a premium for the buildings, right? So the cap rate comes down. You get that compression. So you have low cost of debt, so cash flow is a little bit higher, but your potential appreciation is maybe a little bit more capped because you're not going to get the benefits of cap rate compression over the next five years. Okay, that's one side of the equation. 
when the cap rate decompresses, now you're buying things at a higher cap rate. Now your debt is going to be more expensive. So the cash flow on the front end, a little bit lower, but potentially there's the room for that cap rate compression in the future. So it just a matter, just depends on which side of the accordion that you're trying to play. Yeah. And there's, there's also going to be a demand component too for the product. So regardless of the cost of capital, you know, if there's a, an increase in the demand from investment capital, like for some reason, which is not going to happen while you can get five and a half percent risk-free, but say that changes because there's, there's a lot of money quote unquote on the sidelines, yeah. meaning in money market accounts, in treasuries, simply because you're getting five and a half percent. If that comes down a tad, even if we don't see, you know, uh, the interest rates on the debt we've done, these properties change substantially. If the shortest end of the curve comes down so that you're getting 3% on treasuries instead of 5%, mm -hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot more money that comes into this type of asset because you got to go back out on the risk curve a little bit. So you could potentially see a little cap rate compression from that slight shift in the yield curve. Well, something, um, but I don't think it's gonna be substantial until something that you were, you, you mentioned when we were talking a little bit earlier is that right now there's this, this strange thing that's occurring where the banks are because of the cost of the debt, th what they're lending at the cap rate that somebody can buy a building at is going to be say 7%, right? Whereas for the seller, they don't want to sell at a 7%. So they're either not going to sell or maybe they'll entertain some seller financing contingencies. And so now they're selling off market at a six cap or doing some kind of supplemental thing. And I think that's going to happen more and more. And so which is the market cap rate? Is it the cap rate at which the bank is going to value at or what you could get seller financing at? And so there's like this little bit of discussion still to be had in the marketplace about what the true cap rate is. But I don't know. It's up to the appraisers. I don't lose my, I don't lose too much sleep over the cap rates, to be honest. If you're a seller, you want those appraisers to be using the, um, uh, the seller financed comps that are still at five caps. Please, if please, you're the please. buyer, you're the inverse. So what those appraisers choose to pull, because they're both out there right now. You can see both. You can see stuff trading at five caps. We just bought some the other day because we got really good seller financing and it made sense. But then there's the stuff we got with bank debt that we bought at a seven cap. So it's like they both transacted on the exact same day. Yep. Which one are you going to pull? Yeah. It's a really weird time. And the fact that we've mentioned cap rates now means that we're going to attract that one guy on YouTube. What's who's, his name again? I don't know, but he's a crazy guy. Cap so crazy, guru. crazy California guy. Please just chill. Like we get Should it. we define cap rates? So he don't do it. Lose don't define it because you'll just do it wrong and he will lose his if you're listening to this, you have no clue who we're talking about, but there's literally a guy it. on YouTube who just, I, he, he must have a search filter on say, for, an algorithm that runs for the word cap rate <laughs> so that he can go and leave a comment in every video where it talks about cap rates. You can tell him how you're calculating it wrong. That guy, please chill, please chill. But um, that's all I got. Ken, these are your five pressing issues. Cost of debt, unemployment, retination, debt maturities, cap rates. I ain't worried about none of it. Next. That's all we have. There's nothing next. Okay. Well. <laughs>
And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.